Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Movies and Brews podcast, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and staring me through the screen here today is somebody that did not have a soul back in 1984 because he wasn't around. Daniel. Hello, hello. And I think I might have had a soul. Who knows how long they're in soul training? You were in the great before. All right. Yes, today we will be coming at you with two brand new movies, which I'm excited to talk about. We have Soul, the latest from Pixar, as well as the awaited sequel to Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 1984. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and hold on to that truth rope lasso thingy. Lasso of truth? That one. That one. Cheers. Nailed it. Cheers. Well, how's it going there, Daniel? Going pretty good. So today, got a little something in the mail that I didn't get for Christmas, so I just bought it myself. I got the game. Sorry. Nah, I already got one of those. Two of those now. Yeah, two of those now. (laughs) But a lot of fun. Hey, I had no control over that. So what'd you get in the mail? The board game, sorry. Only I found the older version of it, not the crummy new version of it, the older, cooler version. Nice. And I have like the retro version of it, which I really like too. Yeah, yours is like old school, like 70s or something like that. 50s. I mean, they're made with wood pieces, which is uh, pretty sweet. Yeah. Mine's like the 80s, 90s version, which is the one I always remember and love. And Because the new one's just one crap. Have. It's smaller board three pieces of person not four so who who needs it anyway well what are you drinking on your end today i've just got a starburst ipa from ecliptic sweet haven't had in a while so i, so I got go. a i have a brand new one from breakside i know surprise surprise perpetual motion but i gotta say this stuff is good yeah Smells Sounds amazing. good. Uh. Beer is good. What we had at Christmas. I liked it so much I went out and bought more. Hell yeah. And it's delish. Oh yeah. That stuff was real good on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Nothing yeah. like getting loose watching Pixar. That's right. That's how oh. I've done their last two movies. What's that? <laughs> I said that's how I've done their last two movies. The last two ones? What was the one? Onward? What's the last yeah, one? Yeah, Onward. I remember we like had a couple beers before we went on to Onward. And we brought a couple beers in with us. And Gav and I were just like drinking, like sipping on a beer or two while we were watching Onward. I don't Wait, did we? I, I think I remember going out for beers beforehand. I don't remember sneaking some in. I don't think you didn't see Onward with us. Oh, I didn't? No, I saw it with Shiloh and Gavin. Oh, I thought I saw it with you. I don't think so. I thought we saw that one together. I don't know. It's been so long now. I don't think so. I know. It's been forever ago. Second to the last movie Daniel saw in theaters. I mean, it's really weird that it actually happened. That happened earlier this year, but it feels like an eternity ago. Right. Last movie Daniel saw, Bloodshot. Oof. No, it was Onward. Are you sure? I, I don't know, Gavin or Jordan. That's that's just what I'm going with, because hmm. I don't like the thought of the last movie I saw in theaters being Bloodshot. From a Vin Diesel movie? Oh come on! No. It had Groot in it. Just think of it as a cute little action film with Groot. Nope. <laughs> okay, well let's just start getting into it. So yeah, two movies to review today. The first being Pixar's latest Soul. Written by Peter Doctor, Mike Jones, and Kemp Powers. Directed by Pete Doctor and Kemp Jones, or excuse me, Kemp Powers. Starring the voice of J.B. Fox and Tina Fey. Daniel, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, you can go first. All right, so this is one. I couldn't wait to see this one. I think this was my somewhere in my top five of most anticipated films of 2020 to check out. 
I love the trailer. Fell in love with it immediately. I like that it revolved around jazz. And I got to say, overall, we sat down, we watched it on Christmas Day. Did not disappoint. Went a little bit different direction than I thought it was going to go, which is fine because I actually like surprises like that. I don't like when things are just completely predictable. So, yeah, a little few changes here and there. But overall, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Thought it was a really well thought out story. The animation is just awesome. I just cannot believe how far animation's come. It's just so stunning now. I'm just trying to take yeah. it for granted, I think, but I, I'm I'm still in awe though. Like I went back and watched part of the today, like the first few minutes. Still just in awe how far animation has come these days, especially with yeah. like the human characters. What I like about it now is like they're still cartoony, but in a real sense too. Yeah, like they still like yeah they in this movie like they definitely do stylized stylized faces you know but it still looks like really clean it doesn't look like it yeah like it look it doesn't look cartoony it just looks stylized i guess is kind of the best way to put it it just looks really really good and the environments in the real world this movie look really really good yeah and i I like that it gets deep and this is actually it's kind of funny like it's definitely one of those pixar films that's great for the whole family and this is why i love pixar because the themes are very adultish but kids can still enjoy certain parts of it because I mean, a lot of kids just aren't going to get that um, like purpose in life kind of thing quite yet at that age. They're just, they're just not, but that's okay. Right. Like there's still things enough for them to love come back later and down the road, they'll watch it again and be like, Oh, this just feels like a different movie now. Huh? Yeah. It'll probably turn into one of those movies for a lot of kids. It's just like, Oh, I remember really liking that when I was a kid, but I haven't seen it in years watching it toward more in adulthood. And you're like, Oh, Oh shit. Yeah. Is not the movie I remember. But yeah, what, so what were your kind of opening thoughts on it? I mean, opening thoughts, uh, I was pretty excited, especially hearing like months ago that this was going to be released on Disney Plus on Christmas, which I was really excited about. Then we found out it was actually going to be free. I think if it was $30, we probably still would have paid for it. To, I think uh, we would have. There was four of us at the house for yeah. Christmas. I think we would have just said, screw it, let's do it exactly but i'm glad it was free like as long as you have a subscription i guess um but i really liked it like i was really looking forward to it it looked cool i liked like the jazz aspect and i was a little bit hesitant the only like i was a little bit hesitant when i was seeing like some of the the like when they're in like the beyond or i guess the before beyond or whatever but because i was afraid that it was gonna feel like inside out instead of its own thing because it was very similar it was even made by the same or directed by the same guy who did inside out yeah i thought we were going to spend a lot more time in those worlds and less in the real world so that was part of the twist where i thought i was really surprised of what they did i know i was actually very glad because i would honestly like because when the movie opens and all the real world stuff is happening i'm like this is amazing this is gorgeous i love the characters i love how the how it looks love the environment and then we go to the world that like felt more like inside out and more just standard pixar stuff so i'm like man i just want to get back to the real world so i'm glad we did but yeah i don't know I, I guess that was my only back to what i say that was my only like apprehension but you know as we were watching I'm like okay this differentiates itself enough and goes a completely different direction so i'm like okay this is this is like a lot different in my mind now instead of thinking it was going to be more like inside out but i mean that being said i still really liked it like i don't know if this is top five pixar for me but i'm still really high on this movie because i really i just really enjoyed the atmosphere the characters the jazz it's just like it works pretty much on every single level for me still yeah i mean i don't know about you but i actually after watching that i was like hmm i kind of want to go watch la la land now (laughs) it's more just like it because you get caught up in the passion for the music and that just reminds you me do. of like, you really do. Land when he's explaining jazz. And I remember just watching, I'm like, never really gave jazz the time of day. But after I, I saw that, I'm like, oh, just like how he gets caught up in the excitement and the passion. I'm like, I really just want to listen to some jazz now. Yeah, jazz you know? is actually pretty cool. Great yeah. score too, by the way. And I didn't know this till afterwards, but Trent Reznor did the score for this. Trent Reznor did a Pixar movie. Yeah, I saw, I saw you guys cool talking about that. that? Like, There's no way. But I mean, I guess the, initially when you guys were talking about it, uh, I think our sister Lauren thought that like he wrote the jazz songs. 
which I was like, what the fuck? But he did like the rest of the soundtrack, but he didn't do the jazz, right? Uh, I had to look further into it. Maybe somebody wrote some of the score, but he composed it still. Okay. All right. But I mean, that's still really wrote, cool. Like not the jazz somebody... numbers, but he composed it. I mean, I guess because he always like lives in like, well, he's done a lot of different scores. But well, dude, I feel like this is like the farthest out of like the wheelhouse that you know Trent Reznor for. Oh my gosh. Ever, ever since uh, the Social Network, he has become my favorite composer in the last 10 years. I just love his score so much from this Gone Baby. Gone Girl, Gone Girl, Gone Baby. Gone girl. <laughs> uh, to the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, to now Soul. I mean, he's just such an amazing composer. I mean, I, I, I think I said this on our sibling chat. He is the Danny Elfman of our era. He is that rock star turned composer of our era. Yeah. I mean, at least of the 90s. I don't know. There's probably already another one of him. Maybe. Well, but you know what I mean, though. Like Danny Elfman, yeah, yeah, no, Boingo I... going on. Pretty popular band for the most part. And two people named Tim Burton and Paul Rubens approached him and said, hey, we want you to score our movie. He was like, what? No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. Well, it's too bad because we really want you. And boom, career took off from there. There you go. But yeah, I feel the same with Trent Reznor, working with David Fincher, Social Network, and just everything since then. All his scores have been fantastic. But anyway, back to the anim- like again, we were talking about I love the animation, especially just the real world, how it just feels like a city. It really feels like a city you're walking through with him. Yeah. And the characters. I mean, again, I, I thought like you go back and watch Toy Story One. I mean, that was just the groundbreaking beginning of it all. First feature length film, computer right. animated. Then you watch four years later, Toy Story 2, and you see, I mean, you remember, because you remember the humans in Toy Story 1, I mean, even like, like uh, what's They're the bully's freaky. name? Sid. Sid, yeah, he just kind of looks kind of weird, just his sister, I mean, just the dog, too, and then you skip forward four years to Toy Story 2, and just like, the dog in that, uh, so much better. The humans are better, but I, I remember think that one, this one scene in particular, when uh, Woody is trying to sneak up and grab something, Al is passed out on his couch, Cheetos everywhere. He, when he goes up to him, and you're kind of just like, just the shots of Al look so realistic for the time, right? And I'm like, and just how far we've come since then, twenty years later, twenty one years I know, later, just when like that blew your mind of how good it looked, and now I'm just like. Again, like we, my girlfriend makes fun of me, but kind of both of us sometimes because she knows that you're the same way about animation. Because when we saw How to Train Your Dragon and we were, I was just like, I was not, I'm like, do you see how good that sand looks? And she's like, are you kidding me? You're wowed by the sand. Then we were talking about, like, dude, that sand looks so good. I'm like, I know, right? (laughs) It's true. I just watched from that to like, when Frozen 2 came out and the ocean scenes, like animation's just gone so far. Yeah, I remember being blown away by that trailer for uh, Frozen 2. That was just especially like, the first time you see it in theaters, where there's no like it's just you see the ocean, it looks real, then you see Elsa, and you're like, holy shit, that's animated. Yeah, like oh, this is a preview for an animated film. Shit. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, well, even like uh, animation, I just stylized watched, or realistic. I watched Piper the other day, which is a short from Pixar from five years ago, I think. And the sand in that beach scene is just incredible. Yeah. Anyway, but yes, animation yeah. is coming along. It's coming along great. Uh, it blows me. <laughs> I away think it's going to be the next small. big thing, Jordan. Yeah. That's what it sounds like we're doing. Like animation coming along great. You've heard of animation, haven't you? so good though anyway so so, but i guess getting back to soul and yeah where are we i don't don't even know where we are going well uh i mean i just love it from the very beginning uh, you know we got this musician who is a teaching you know that's his day job he's passionate about jazz he wants to be in a jazz band he finally kind of gets a break or what could be a big break and then dead and lo and behold yeah, he goes to what's what's the uh, afterlife area? Whoa, what do they call that? Um, well, they called it the Great Beyond. The Great Beyond. Where he was headed. So he's headed up a basement escalator with other souls to the Great Beyond, and then he escapes that, ends up in the Great Before, which is where souls are basically born and before they go to Earth. And I, I, there was a lot of a uh, 
you know, there's a lot to pay attention to in kind of some of this. So I can see why kids would just be a little confused by it, but really cool concept though. How, yeah, your soul starts here, goes down to earth and fulfills its purpose and then goes to the great beyond. Yeah, I know. It's like a fun way, you know, just, you know, and I did kind of like how the great beyond was like, a, you know, like that giant white light. But when people went into it, it's just kind of like, it made a sound like, like a bug zapper. Yeah. <laughs> that cracked me up. Yeah. But yeah, you know, and then, and then we move to like, he escapes the great beyond and then goes to the before. I mean, is that a spoiler? I don't know. Um, kind of, yeah, I guess we should say spoiler alert for, I think we've kept a pretty spoiler free, but yeah, let's say spoiler alert from this point on. So okay. Spoilers. Cause I only ever watched the teaser trailer. So I don't know what was in like the full length trailer. Cause I didn't even know that he turned into a cat. I watched the full length trailer, but I don't remember him turning into a cat, which I'm glad they kept as a secret. Okay. I'm maybe so that they a kept that as a secret. Maybe that is a spoiler. Oops. But you know, yeah, well, we're in Oops. spoiler talk now officially. So there Move ahead go. to Wonder Woman if you don't want to hear spoilers for Soul. But I would just go. pause and go watch all together. It's it's definitely worth a watch. Like, would I recommend this? Heck yeah. You got Disney Plus, get it. Watch it. There's no reason not to. No. Not and at even all. if you like you don't have it, I feel like it's I mean, like it's technically like I think it's worth getting your hands on. It's definitely six dollars um, for a rental. You get six dollars, you get to watch Soul. How many Pixar movies are there now? Twenty something? Because I, I would say this is top 10 for me for Pixar movies. I like this one quite a bit. It's not my favorite, probably not even top five, maybe, but this is definitely up there in top 10 of Pixar films for me. I really, really enjoyed myself. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 23. They have 23 movies. 23, okay. I would say definitely, especially because like three of those movies are Cars movies. So you take that out, 20 movies to really choose, put in your top five, top 10 for Come sure. On. I know you like Cars. You know, I actually, Shiloh and I did recently we, rewatch Cars, and it is enjoyable. That it's would be like, a fun list to do. We should do top 10 Pixar films. I mean, I kind of would want to, like, put that a ways away a couple months down the road and start watching them all. I would love to just watch them in sequence, and then just from there, make a top 10 list. Because I do need to go back and rewatch some. Like, it's been forever since I've seen Bugs Live, Wally. I would have to watch Cars 2 and 3. I just don't want to. You don't have to. I just don't want to. I mean, but still, and you know, this is true for pretty much any Pixar movie, except for maybe the Cars franchise. Is literally just like even when it's not like your favorite, like this is not like top tier Pixar. I mean, it, it maybe it is. I don't know. Like I, it's it's not what I fell in love with Pixar when I was a kid and or like kind of growing up with pixar but it is like it does showcase a lot of why pixar is so good and they're like the best at what they do you know absolutely absolutely so i think it's just like the nostalgic that kind of overrides this movie possibly but it's still like showcases almost everything that you love pixar for i'd say so and yeah this (laughs) again this does have more of a kind of adult theme to it kids it's kind of like high fidelity I saw that at 17 at 17 i recognize that it's a fun it's a good movie it's got some fun moments in it but in some ways i didn't quite get it you i thought i did destroyed by a relationship yet yeah exactly so 20 years later go back and watch it again when i've experienced shit and all of a sudden it's like holy cow this is a completely different movie and not only is this movie good this movie is great <laughs> yeah one of those things and it'll be the same thing i think with kids in this movie but yeah uh i don't know do you have any favorite moments here okay wrap Um, up soul here i guess i'm like we've kind of just been talking circles but i mean favorite moments in soul probably uh i guess like the terry moment when he comes like that little mouse guy that comes down from the great beyond to try and wrangle up uh joe's lost soul is that that's his name right joe joe yeah joe and 22 <laughs> wrangle up his missing soul because he was supposed to go to great beyond and not be on earth 
and he takes the wrong guy and the guy just like just is floating in darkness he's like oh i'm sorry has that weird little like interactions like oh we'll get you back to your flesh sack then puts him back in his body then the guy's just like shaking he's like all right you're not gonna tell anybody about this right and then he just kind of goes away yeah i think some of my favorite parts are so when they first become they go down to back to earth and you think you know joe's gonna be in joe instead in 22 and i guess in the cat instead it's the other way around but 22 learning to use joe's body has some really good life out loud moments with her just learning how to walk the subway sequences were really funny uh but yeah just but their interactions with him as a cat her as a person or her as joe just all those interactions yeah him thinking like he's got oh i got this i'll land on all four and then doesn't just different things with him trying to because while she has to learn to be a human he's got to learn how to be a cat as well right really funny things like that and i like how you know she is in his body so therefore she has his past thoughts and things like that knows his past experiences so there's just some funny moments with that i thought yeah oh one of the things i wanted to mention uh as one of also my favorite parts but also kind of goes into a greater point is like the when he's when like joe's like learning more about the people around him because i guess like he kind of gets caught up like he gets like he's not a bad guy he's not like he doesn't seem neglectful he just seems like very like tunnel visioned on like the specific thing that is jazz Mm -hmm. and everything just also just kind of falls off to the side so when they're talking about like his when they go to the barbers and they have that really cool scene because i really like that scene the conversation he's having with the barber yes i I love Um, the side characters in this his mother they're all very interesting yeah the people at the barber shop i like yeah i think the barber was my favorite because it also bleeds into uh the point that this movie made that a lot of movies don't make because it's like it's all more about like he thinks like his calling is jazz but like 22 is essentially by discovering the entire world teaches him more like to just appreciate the things that you do have like live in the moment sometimes don't always like be solely focused on one thing because you miss out on everything else which is a good point to make but also the point that they actually make with the barber character is he's talking about he's because he's like yeah this guy was born to be a barber then he's like oh i actually wanted to be a vet but you know like times were tough and barber school was a lot cheaper than veterinarian school but i still am but he's like but i'm still really happy about where i am and what do i do and i'm really proud of myself still Mm -hmm. you know which is a cool like honestly like i didn't even think about that as like a huge moment until i actually read somebody talking about that on like actually like a youtube comment just like it's not a lot of movies like you know like even if you don't achieve what you think you want to achieve you can still find happiness yeah you know in something else that you might be really true well it it begs the question too that if uh you know if you do what you're passionate about per se as a career do you eventually burn out on it versus keeping it a hobby it's something that a fun look to look forward to right i mean that's also true but yeah, I, I like I said I really like the little character moments. Like mostly it was just like with his mom, with the barber. Like all those moments were great. And the movie had them sprinkled throughout the entire movie, like the yeah. entire runtime, I guess. And I really like that. Yeah, I guess as far as I go to to kind of wrap up Soul here, I give this a solid A. I, I think over time I'm gonna like it upon rewatches and stuff. I'm gonna like it more and more. But yeah, I, I give it a solid A. I mean, the message is great. The animation is great. The characters are great um I, I don't know and again i love that it revolves around jazz i don't i just i don't know it's, it's weird you think i belong in a jazz band or something how much i like get giddy over jazz now but i don't know i just appreciate it so much like yeah. i said after watching this i'm like man i kind of want to go watch a lot of land now <laughs> and just watch but, some more jazz but i had a good time and this is definitely top tier pixar i would say i i think it's good top 10 for me for sure for pixar it's another win another pixar yeah. win um yeah i'd say like honestly like i was probably sitting at like an a a minus before but then like i was reading articles and watching videos and hearing people talk about it and like made me think about some aspects i wasn't thinking about when i was watching the movie that made it just like you know i you know like i said like it really does showcase like the best like everything you love about pixar so i'm like i was already like high on the movie but then like i was listening to other people's perspective, I'm like, you know, I'm even, I'm even more excited. I even just like want to watch it again now 
So I'm right now I'm sitting at an A plus of like how much yeah. I really, really like this movie right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even yeah. if it settles down, like it goes down a little bit, it's still gonna be an A. Like and I, said, I, and I, I think the uh the more I watch it too, that maybe the more things you pick up, the more I don't know, maybe the more emotional I get. Like I didn't it didn't make me cry, but I could see it maybe down the line in the future. I could be like shed a tear or two. Yeah. Which is I good. See that. Everyone needs to cry once in a while. Oh yeah, I should have. We should have mentioned that this one did not make either of us cry. I think, which hasn't been the case for the last several Pixar movies. No, and our uh, our we watched it with our father, who is a big crybaby when at movies. I think and he I, cried at the end. Did he? I don't remember that. Okay, I think so. I didn't catch that. <laughs> That's a good indicator. It's okay. I cry at movies too. I remember thinking about that. I'm just like, oh, you cry at everything. And now I'm just like, if I see an emotional ending, I'm like, oh, no. Home Alone makes me cry now. Like when he sees his mother at the very end of the movie. I don't know. Some, even though I've seen that movie 60 plus times as an adult now, maybe it's part of the, part of its nostalgia. But I see that part where he like looks at his mother and I just, my tears can start coming to my eyes. I'm like, <laughs> no, Jordan's softy. I know. And then when he goes to the window and sees the old man hugging his son, you're like, <laughs> I mean, I would cry at that too. Yeah. Luckily, we end with a good laugh. Kevin, what did you do to my room? All right. Well, that is two A's for Soul. I definitely, yeah, thumb, two thumbs up. Check it out. Watch it. Definitely worth it. Even if you don't have Disney Plus, go buy it. Add it to your collection. It's worth it. All right. Oh, Danielle. yeah. Let's move on here and let's talk a movie called Wonder Woman 1984. WW84. Written by Jeff Jones, Dave Callahan, directed by Patty Jenkins, starring Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, and Pedro Pascal, aka The Mandalorian. Mandalorian, I know. I mean, like, he's got, like, like home recognition, or whatever it's called. Name, I mean, he's got name recognition, like, now. Like, people had known him before, and I think he had, like, a bit of a cult following. From like things that I've heard, but like he was in that Ben Affleck movie, I forgot what it was called, Triple Frontier. He's one of the guys in that, which is the first time I ever really heard of him. Oh, really? I don't remember him. I, it's been so long. Yeah, he's one of the guys. Oh, I'll have to go back and watch that now. But and then he became the Mandalorian. Then like everybody, everybody who didn't know now know who Pedro Pascal is. Heck yeah, good stuff, good stuff. So Wonder Woman, 1984, takes place in 1984. I have so many questions for you, Daniel, because I know you follow this comic stuff a little bit closer than I do. Um, what, 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 I guess, what are, you, what are your initial thoughts on this movie? Okay. Because <laughs> I actually took notes on this movie because I'm like, okay, well, okay. F- first, going in, like, I was excited to watch it because I really like the first one. And I'm like, and plus, again, we have HBO Max, so it went up on HBO. I'm like, sweet. All right. Let's do let's, this. Let's do it. Yeah, let's check it out. Like, no reason not to. I'm not going to see it. So, uh, I sat down. Or, well, before I sat down and watched it, though, like, I remember it first came out and, like, I saw, like, oh, like 90% of Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, oh, cool. So, it's going to be a solid sequel. And then as the days went by, I actually was hearing people talk more about it, how it, like, dropped drastically to, like, 60 some odd percent. And then I saw like little articles pop up on my Twitter fields like, like, oh, it's now rated the same as like Justice League and Suicide Squad. Oof. So I was just like, oh no. I'm like, I was really looking forward to watching this. And I watched it and I'm like, okay. Cause I was like kind of bracing myself like, okay. Uh, this is like, temp- like tempered my expectations. Maybe if I hadn't, I'd be lower on the movie, but I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't going to be the amazing sequel I was hoping for. And I'd say it wasn't because it feels like they just went for something completely different in this movie. And not saying like it didn't not work for me because it just, this movie almost felt more campy 
Or like, what if like in the 80s they made a superhero movie and we're going to shoot it like that, but on a on a huge budget? So that's my first question. The opening mall scene, was that intentionally supposed to be just cheese, bad action? That's the thing. I don't know if they're like trying to spoof like what like 80s movies were kind of like while also trying to make a serious hero movie. I mean, there's a lot of this stuff in, stuff in here that I'm like didn't make sense they never even explained it like how steve trevor comes back they talk about looking into it but they never you never get a conclusion of how does that even work you never they didn't never fill in that bubble no we'll, which we'll, really we'll, get, we'll get into that i have so many questions about this but <laughs> yeah i mean like i like i said like essentially like instead of going for like a gritty superhero movie like they kind of just wonder Woman one like it looked, I mean, by the trailer, it looked like it was going to be like a not not nearly as dark, even by color well, tone. Well, the alone. trailer sold me as Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, I guess that. Yeah, you're right. And it might be opinion, like, yeah, this is going to be a fun romp, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, and it was very corny and cheesy most of the time. Right. So I was sold as it's going to be Thor Ragnarok. In other words, lots of fun. Yeah, just like kind of like a sweet. I mean, the soundtrack was good, and it could have definitely done pulled off like a Thor Ragnarok, where you're like instead of going from like an overly serious one set in World War One, now we're having fun in the '80s. Like that would have been cool. Like I don't know. Like like I said, I understand why people wouldn't like this movie. I would rather watch this movie over yeah. Suicide Squad and I, Justice. I League. heard rumors that people getting up and walking out of their houses they didn't like it. <laughs> like fuck this i'm going to the theater <laughs> uh, like i'm gonna go outside and catch covid like I, it's not worth watching this anymore dude i don't know i mean like two and a half hours especially for like how oh, god way eh, too long. it was i'm just like all right this could have been two hours so yeah real quick i'll get my overall i was looking forward to this i i actually went back and watched the first one the day before and i i like the first one a lot it's fun it's just good fun so I'm looking forward to this new one. I, I really do like Gal Gadot as the character. I think she makes a great Wonder Woman. I liked her in BVS. She's probably the best part of B- BVS. I loved her in her own Wonder Woman movie. So I'm looking forward to it. The sailor, the trailer is fun. It's got, you know, the... Uh, uh, shit. What? The song, I'm trying to think of this. Blue Monday, Blue the Monday. song. Yeah, it's got Blue Monday, the song playing, and yeah, I'm having fun. Like, okay, okay, this looks like it'd be kind of cool. Ooh, Cheetah's gonna be in this. Cool. That that'll be a cool villain. And I don't know. I sat down and watched it, and I was like, man, this is just not that great. The fun is just not there. And yeah, I'm like, this is just very. I don't think it sucks per se, but it's very, very mediocre. That's and that's the hard part. It's fun. It's kind of fun when movies are like, oh, this is amazing. It's it's really fun when they're amazing. It's really fun when they're horrible. But when they're just like, they, if you tweaked it a little bit, like there's something here that, like I said, like I was thinking about this. I'm like, this isn't void of enjoyment. Like I had fun watching it, but I also like was like, why is it this cheesy though? Like, I mean, like I do love B movies and I love cheese and I love camp. So it, I'm like, it felt like a different director behind the camera, if you ask me. Yeah definitely different you can definitely tell the difference in screenwriting so and i i'm just wondering what happened yeah well i have so many questions is first off so i guess she's not time traveling or anything like that she just has since uh the events of the first one she has just lived her life and is now it now it's just 1984 does nobody does she has she been around dc the whole time because does nobody wonder like hey diana why don't you eat why don't you age ever? What's your secret? I mean, I imagine it, like, they don't really explain it. I mean, like, but I guess, like, immor- like Wonder Woman's almost immortal. If At the least, she, like, will live for hundreds of years. Um, so I imagine it's just kind of like whenever you come across a character that just never really ages, they just kind of, like, do something for a while until people start to notice, then they just kind of move on to something else. Or just change their name and move to a different like, you know, area and do like the like 
something yeah, similar. I, I guess I wish that there's better background um, explanation, like has she lived in D.C. this whole time? Has she moved around? If, if anything, why is she in D.C. or the United States at all? Why not live anywhere in the world? Because, yeah, you're going to have to constantly be moving every few years because everybody is, is going to question, like, well, what the heck? I've known you for 50 years now, and you don't look a day over 28. What, what's your secret? What's going on? Yeah. I don't know. So there's some of that. that I, I, I don't know. There's some of that. but So I, I did like the opening sequence. We, we flash back to the Amazon with her as a little girl training in the race that she does with the, um, you know, other Amazonians. <laughs> that was fun. I enjoyed that opening sequence. But then we, we switched from that to a mall sequence, uh, chasing down some bad guys. And again, was this intentional? Supposed to be paying homage to cheesy 80 action? I don't know because it was cheesy. That's the thing. Like it, like it also like. There's a difference between homage, and just making your own cheesy action eighties. Because it that's what it felt like most. Like a lot of like the action sequences, like it just felt like cheese, which is very just off putting. I guess. It was. And I am kind of glad I didn't rewatch. I never got around to rewatching the first one. I think I would have probably been a lot harder on the movie. Had I watched the first one, uh, well, and had that's, the expectation that's part of it too. Is I watched the first one, and now I'm going on to the second one the next very next day, and it's like, hmm, because. Uh, hmm. But go ahead. All right. Yeah, I mean, there's. I had a lot of issues with the movie. Well, like I said, well, what I, what I like. Uh, should we just go into spoilers? Yeah, let's just talk spoilers because I have like a lot of well, a lot of little notes, and they're kind of nitpicky because I was just like, what? All right, and spoilers what? in five, four, three two one spoiler talk okay so you know when we really get into the movie the whole plot line of the movie is uh revolving around wishes it literally uh, revolving around wishes because they don't tell you how or like really how steve trevor gets back and when he gets back, he's some other dude, but he's still treat like he's essentially Steve Trevor's soul trapped in some other dude's it's Steve body. Trevor's soul in another guy's body that only Diana sees him as Steve Trevor. But if she can just wish him wish that kind of stuff, why doesn't he just appear he himself? I know, because like I'm like, well, there might be limitations to what it can do, but then like later you see somebody wish for like their country back, and then literally just like huge fucking like rock walls just come out of the ground so i'm like okay so we probably could have just come back as full-on steve trevor right if we're doing so, this right if we're doing that i I, just, I don't know there's just so many weird so many there questions that. they never split they talk about going to investigate how that happened and they never conclude it's we just never get an answer never no. really mentioned again no i mean gosh i got so and then i mean so overall, I just, I just think bringing back Steve Trevor at all was just dumb in general. I get it. Chris Pine would help sell more tickets, especially, you know, theaters were open. I get that part because we love we all loved him in the first one. I mean, going back and watching the first one a couple of days ago. Yeah, he and um, Gal Gadot are the best parts of that movie. I love both of them in that movie yeah. so much. Uh, but yeah, he, he makes such a, a great part of no, Wonder Woman's like, story too. Sorry, say that again? Oh, sorry. Steve Trevor is a really big part of Wonder Woman's story too. Or at yeah. least when, like when it first came out. I don't know how big he is in current comics. But I, but I don't know because he he made a great noble sacrifice in the first one, and I, I don't know. Maybe she won't find love in this one. Maybe that has to wait till the third one. But but what? Why jump so far forward? Why not just go back and maybe like this is happening in World War Two now with Diana and with like the Nazis and Hitler and stuff like that. Maybe a story I mean, like I don't hate that. the idea. Like kind that like would be the easiest sequel, Red though. Skulls kind of stuff, you know? It would yeah. kind of feel a little bit repetitive, I guess, like from the first one, because this definitely went a different direction than the first one. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Max Lord though is the bad guy, and I guess you have uh, Kristen Wiggs, Barbara, aka Cheetah. That's the thing. I okay. I liked Cheetah up until you see the CGI, because the CGI from the trailer did not get better. It's just that, and I thought it looked pretty shit. Well, yeah, who 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 invited a cast member from the movie Cats in? I mean, what the heck? No, Cats looks better than that. <laughs> I watched Cats, and it oh, looks shit. better oh, than that. God. 
And not like, to mention, cheetah, can we get can we get more cheetah like halfway through the movie or something? Not just like, two like I would have liked to see her like kind of go like do like maybe like a halfway like maybe like do more of like a Catwoman thing where she has her own little like outfit, but she's not like an actual cheetah like yeah. But also because cheetah is really cool in like DC animated movies and also in the comics and stuff, but they like they hardly really have her as cheetah. Like it's not until like the last act, and it's not until the very end that she is like full on, like a like part cheetah, I guess. Which but we the CGI really horrible. don't get any any idea how she gets there either. And then, I mean, I guess they like, say like, yeah, it's just kind of part of it. She's like, I want to be an apex predator, you know. But and then it's a wish, and then eventually, you know, we're already in spoilers, right? Yes. And then eventually when you get to the very end where everybody's like renouncing their wishes and essentially like everything goes back to normal, she goes back to normal. And I'm like, but she's literally Wonder Woman's nemesis. That's who Cheetah is. So how can you introduce her and now she's not Cheetah so, anymore? So I, I think exactly. Max Lord should have been the uh, main focus. Have Barbara in the movie throughout and then Cheetah is in the sequel. Cheetah's the main yeah. antagonist in the sequel. Would have yeah. been, instead of five minutes of Cheetah, them swinging around, which begs my next question, where the hell is her sword and, and shield? I have no idea. God damn it, where are they? Okay, yeah, okay. So, Jordan, let me, let me she read has some been BBS. She has them in BVS, and also, how does nobody recognize her in BVS? I have no idea. I don't know. Like they like Batman gets away with like oh kind of more being folklore because no one really sees what he looks like ever. You know they only see the shadows. But she's out in broad daylight and people are like we have no idea who she is. I'm like, you wouldn't think she's kind of like would be more like a Captain America hero. You know like everybody knows Captain America because he was literally part of history from right. like World War Two. So you think she would be? Wouldn't she be like in? Like pictures and stuff well, in history it, books. And has so she has her moments in the first movie back in World War One era. Has she not come out as Wonder Woman until the eighties, or has does she every once in a while she come out and save the day? I, I I just there's so many unanswered questions. Yeah, that's the thing. I didn't get that. Um, let me see. I don't. I don't know. Like there's so many. Okay, you know, Jordan. Speaking of unanswered questions, okay, let me just like read through some of the things that i wrote down sure sure sure. okay so first things first the first thing i wrote down i'm like literally i was just kind of like eye rolling hard at the meme like a wishing stone is gonna bring steve trevor back question mark i'm like that's how he's coming back i don't know how i expected but i didn't expect just a wishing stone just, just the you whole know? plot revolving around a wishing stone i'm like really yeah um okay uh, when Kristen Wiggs, like Cheetah, I forget her, like Minerva, I forget her, Dr. Minerva, uh, she get, when she gets mugged in the park, like, and starts getting violent, the Diana shows up and just shoves the guy off. And then she says, just go home. And I'm like, you just got mugged. The guy is literally sitting on the ground right over there. And then she's like, okay, just walk the rest of the way home. And then she just leaves. I'm like, Especially as Diana being Wonder Woman, like she would, I would think the character herself would walk her to wherever she needs to go to make sure she's safe after that. Something but or she's like, pull, you almost pull, got mugged, but just walk the rest of the way. Pull out her gold, golden sure rope and do her Spider Man action and get her to safety. <laughs> there's some yeah, Spider Man. Like, I thought that, was just kind of, that just felt like not right for the character. Yeah, like, no. thanks for saving me from the mugging, but who, who's to say I'm going to get home safe still? Like, I thought that was really weird. I wrote 40 minutes in and nothing has really happened. Yeah, no, I, I fell asleep watching this last night. Okay, so to be honest, I watched it last night. About an hour, 20 minutes in, I fell asleep. Woke up, turned it off, went to bed. Got up today and finished it. But yeah, I didn't watch it all in one sitting because I fell asleep halfway through. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Because there's just nothing going on. You know, I asked why Chris Pine didn't look like Chris Pine at first, and then they never explain why 
he was inhabiting some other dude's body. And I was kind of hoping that they'd explain it because in the Linda Carter Wonder Woman TV show, like it starts out in like World War One, kind of how like the first does movie it? Is. Okay, I, I'll be honest, I have never seen the show. Neither have I. I just kind of know a little bit about it, but essentially, it starts back in the past, right? But then they're like, okay, how do they bring? They literally, like, how do they bring? wonder woman to the future they're like oh well since she's an amazonian she's pretty much part god so she's like kind of immortal so she just doesn't really age and that's how they're like yeah so she's just lived from here until here and in the tv show steve trevor's also in and they have him when they bring it to the future and how they explain that away is like oh that's steve trevor's great great grandson also named steve trevor the third okay so i was just like expecting them to be like kind of pay homage because that's essentially what they're doing they bring her to the 80s which i think is where the tv show takes place uh i don't know if it's 70s or 80s but that's what i was thinking and i'm like oh he's probably going to be like steve trevor's grandson or something but they never explain that they never say yeah that's him no i'm in the impression they essentially like you said they bring his soul into the 1984 put in somebody else's body only she sees him as steve trevor played by chris pine um right. but nobody else does which is kind of weird because they borrow essentially borrow this guy's body for a week and then he doesn't i, I, I don't know 1975 is when it started okay Although, okay, some things that I'm like, cheese that worked for me, I will give it that. They actually do the invisible jet. Like, Wonder Woman's signature invisible jet. Yeah, that, that okay, that, that was kind of fun. And I, I actually, the uh, this actually might have been one of my more favorite parts of the movie was that fireworks sequence. Flying through the yeah, clouds, I, I flying thought through that was the fireworks. Cool that was a fun sequence, like a good moment for the two. It, but it seems kind of weird that she brings back the love of her life. He's in the 80s now he doesn't know what's going on but i i don't know it just does it's everything just it's still very it's just clunky it's a clunky movie yeah like i don't know how to describe it like it's like not like i said like it's enjoyable but it feels weird like it, it's clunky um okay and then we that brings me to that chase sequence like where they're her and C. Trevor are like chasing after that security guard detail after he grants a wish and takes like an entire country's worth of oil. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I think, I guess I, I think I like the Max like Lord the character better. Like, go ahead. Oh, I'm like, that's where the pinnacle of just like, okay, this shit is so cheesy. Just having her like fly through the air and how they're doing everything. I'm like, this just feels so weird. Like, again, just cheesy which you don't expect in a superhero movie like this not like this you know like i didn't like that chase sequence it was cheesy but well like i'm glad we didn't get a repeat of the first one but it's just the direction they went you know it's fine fine going a different direction but i don't know again again, everything revolving around wishing was just so what the fuck i know okay the other thing that i (laughs) wrote down was they do make a big deal about how like in the movie she actually learned how to fly because Wonder Woman can fly. Well, she learned how, which I thought was kind of a super cheesy sequence, but I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool. But then, okay, it's not, and you see this in the trailer, her swinging off of a bolt of lightning, Mm -hmm. which I'm like, that looked super badass in the trailer. I'm like, that's going to be like, probably during like a huge fight sequence of whatever's going to happen in the movie. Right. Not just going home. <laughs> not just, not just taking a casual stroll, but also it happens after she learns to fly. So I'm like, so why are you just swinging just around? If you can now fly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm like, am I missing something? Is Wonder Woman known to not be able to indefinitely fly? Cause in every media I've ever seen her and she can just fly and it's fine. So why like what a waste of the the laugh is still cool to tie people up, but why are you still swinging slowly if you can fly faster? Where did she get the golden suit from? Did she go back to the Amazon and grab it? She says she just like looked up, like essentially like essentially like did like an archaeological dig or something and uncovered it. Like she was searching for it. 
you know. All right, so, I'll, give it, I'll give it that pass. You know, and cool then I suit, but we barely got to see it in action. Yeah, the I whole know. cheetah thing. So Max Lord is the uh, the official like nemesis of the film. Cheetah was thrown in there. I feel like just so we could have some punch punch action at the end. We just for some physical combat at the end, we throw Cheetah in there, which was really sad because the the like the end sequence. I'm like perfect. At least I'm going to see a good fight sequence. They start one where I'm like, okay, it's going to ramp up. She, she takes out a couple guys manually, then like hits her bracelets together and knocks everybody else down, and then it just kind of de-escalates. And I'm like, but where's the where's the like the big action sequence? Like I want to see her kick some ass. Yes. And then the cheetah fight was also still just very short and really uninteresting because most of it consisted of her just blocking her uh, strikes with the like the wing part of the armor. Which I'm cool. Which with. just gets torn to shreds. I'm cool with that, but let's let's let go a little bit longer. I don't know. I I don't know. It did. It just didn't seem very involved. No. I, I don't know. There's so so much... I was disappointed by that. Like I thought she was going to start kicking some ass, but you don't really see her kick a lot of ass. So I got a question for you revolving uh, the character. Okay. The, so the message the message at the beginning of the movie is you can't win by cheating. You know, she learns that as a little child. So right. does that mean Barbara could never win because she's a cheetah? <laughs> oh, God. That was terrible, but maybe. Maybe it is. <laughs> And I guess that kind of like it kind of comes around that lesson is just like you can't cheat, like you can't break the rules essentially. Oh, hold on, hold on. I got another one for you. So, as we say at the beginning of the movie, Barbara desperately does not want to grow old and turn into one of those old cat ladies. Yet she yeah. becomes a cat instead. <laughs> but she's an apex predator. <laughs> Still she's a cat. And that's the thing. Like I said, Cheetah's a cool antithesis. Like she's Wonder Woman's literal nemesis. And how so big just, a this must have had like a two hundred million plus budget. Why do we get such a cheesy Cheetah? I don't know. In only five minutes, of actual Cheetah. And that's the thing. She's well. I mean, it depends on what show you're watching. Like she's not usually very bushy. Like it's more just like flat, soft fur. I guess. Well, no, no one's bushy these days, Daniel. Okay, shut up, Jordan. <laughs> you know, like, but she's, you know what I mean. Like, I hate you, but, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, so they made her like her, her just cheetah fur. Like, she's very fluffy. I guess I don't know. It to describe looked it. like a onesie. It looked like she put on a onesie. <laughs> I know. I'm like, it probably. I. It was kind of sad. I'm like, this probably would have been better. Like, it would. Even if it looked cheesy, like if she was just dressed in like a cheetah print suit, like maybe you should have done that because the CGI is not doing you any favors. Ah, not at all. No. And again, like this is really disappointing because I really enjoyed the first one. Was hoping for like a, a more fun, not nearly as dark romp for the second one. Like again, you're right, like Thor Ragnarok, but then it, it just under, it feel like it overpromised, under delivered on most everything big time just so many plot holes again why does nobody in bvs in 2016 recognize her yeah i went back and watched her scene when she first appears and starts kicking ass against uh whatever the what, uh, what's the what's the monster called apocalypse i think that's what his name is i don't know not abomination doomsday 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 fucking kick ass loved it maybe it's Zack snyder versus Patty Jenkins, I don't know, but she kicked some major ass in those that scene. Well, I wouldn't even say that because Patty Jenkins, like, she kicks major ass in the first one too. Well, that's just it. She does. And the second one, wh again, where's the sword and and a uh, shield? It's all about the rope. Just swing. Let's see, swinging the rope all these different ways. And what what can we do with this rope? Uh, oh, I know, I can swing like Spider Man in this scene. <laughs> I know they use the rope a lot. I got so sick the of the rope by the shield, end. But those are all all when, of its signature. When her and uh, Cheetah are swinging around, I'm like, okay, enough of the goddamn rope. I mean, that's the thing. She walks around like a trench coat every once in a while. I'm like, does she just use the rope because she can't fit her shield under like the trench coat? Like, what? Her sword? But I mean, like, she wears her sword in the first one with a nice dress. 
Right. Which is like, really cool. I forgot about that totally. And then I saw it the other night. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. But the, yeah. but they show it in BVS. She's got the sword and shield. I don't know. I don't know. So many questions. So many questions. Not nearly answer. enough answers. I don't know. I just like overall, I, I'm just disappointed. Me too. Like it sucks because I really like the first one. And I yeah, like but, Gal Gadot as the character. Before talking to Daniel, I had this at C minus probably. Now I give it a solid D plus. Yeah, like it is. It's a D. I don't, it's not like F territory because again, like the cheesiness kind of works for me because I do like that sort of thing. But for the expectation that I went in with, for it to be a sequel to Wonder her, Woman, her, not her, a cheesy her charisma is enough to keep it at F territory. But the just the plot, the writing, everything it was just D material. Yeah, like it's definitely like I feel like it was a D movie. Yeah. Would I still watch it over Justice League? That's an F movie. Over Suicide yeah. Squad? That's an F movie. So yes and yes. What about over Aquaman? Yes. I still hated Aquaman. Okay, okay. Because I, <laughs> I still I, hate that one. I'd go back and see Aquaman a second time before I book. watch this a second time. Well, Daniel, really? um, before we wrap up here, we haven't done this in a while. Um, what the fuck was that? Sorry, something just fell over. This is going to be Le Rotten Tomatoes. My new Lego set. What's that? No, go ahead. All right, so we haven't done this in a while. Do any bets and assign each other movies. I came up with a way of uh, doing this. Are you interested? Okay, what's up? So it sounds like you've seen the... Uh, have you been on Rotten Tomatoes at all lately? Yeah. Have you seen a lot of things or just Wonder Woman? Just Wonder Woman. Okay. So as of right now of recording, this is 62%. I want you to guess over or under. And depending on which way it goes, either I had to assign you a movie or you assign me a movie. Okay. Depending on if you're right or you're wrong. Okay. It's kind of a battle of wits here. It could go either way. Did Wonder Woman 1984 beat out the latest Robert Rodriguez film revolving Shark Boy and Lava Girl at Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> Do you, and first off, do you virtually shake hands? Yeah. I, I got, a good, I got a good movie for you already planned out. This is very upsetting because I'm like, yeah, there's no way that movie beat Wonder Woman. But or I'm did. like, it, Jordan, you wouldn't be smirking this hard if it didn't, or if it did. But, I, but again, Battle of Wits. Am I trying to trick you? Like, because We Can Be Heroes is definitely 16%. Words. I, in my head, I'm like, there's no way Wonder Woman is worse rated than that, like, Let's be heroes, maybe. Oh, yeah, or I mean, whatever. That, definitely by the trailer, they look like 16% material. Or yeah. was it? No, I'm gonna say Wonder Woman's still better rated. This is, ba this is Battle of Wits. No, no, no I, can't, I can't accept any other reality besides that. Okay, so your final answer is Wonder Woman is better than We Can Be Heroes. Yep, so I wrote it down before the show started. Uh, it's not, is it? Wonder Woman, 1984, sits at 62%. Well, We Can Be Heroes sits at 68 <laughs> Okay, hang on. I'm looking it up right now. Hopefully it's dropped several points. In the last hour? Okay, we'll see. Oh, man. Wait, what did you say it was at? 68. Okay. Yeah, it's still at 68. And Pedro <laughs> Pascal is also in that. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucked that means i can assign you a movie <laughs> well i mean maybe it's a really good kids movie i mean good for robert rodriguez that he's that a movie like that that looked cheesy as hell is positive you know but yes as of right now it is ahead of wonder woman 1984 that's messed up man so the movie i was going to sign you is a movie that i'd like to watch i got a little uh book from our sister for christmas about a woody allen movie called played against sam we can only rent it but yeah that'd be cool to watch that and talk about it 
Sure. All right. But yeah, it's you just send me the just text me the name of it so I can actually. Sure. No, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's yeah, we'll have to rent it. Um, but yeah, if we rent it in the next couple of days, I mean, you can just yeah, play it against Sam. I thought it'd be fun to talk about next week sometime. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, that wraps up our uh, reviews for Soul and oh, Wonder Woman 1984. Daniel, where can they find us? They can find us online on movies underscore brews on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know what you thought of Soul and Wonder Woman 1984. We're interested in what people think about Wonder Woman. You know, yeah. I, so like, I want to meet the person people. who thought this was awesome. Yeah, I want to hear from that person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. Well, thanks everybody for downloading the show. Thanks for sharing it with others. And yeah, last episode of the year. But yeah, we'll be back next year slash next week. And uh, yeah, more fun stuff to come. Thanks again. And we'll talk to you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. Man, I know. When you're like, I'm headed home. I was like an hour in. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs>